Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, 22nd of May, Friday, and um, if you are a Dean Close member of staff or indeed a pupil, you will know that our half term begins tomorrow. Um, I wonder what your reflections are on this strangest of um, first half of summer terms. I'm sure many of us can remember. Um, but there is a consistent thread all the way through, and he is the Lord. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. And what an anchor he's been for us. The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. God is close to those who trust in him. Lord, as we come to you today, we recognise that we don't know what it will hold, or indeed this half-term week ahead. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So right now, in a moment of quiet, we hold our day out to you. We decide to set aside this moment to centre our minds and our hearts on you. Would you gather up our scattered senses and focus them on you? We bring you our, our sin, our shame, our guilt. We thank you for the assurance of forgiveness you give us through Christ's death on the cross, where you demonstrated your love for us when you died for us when we were still sinners. Be our rescuer. And we decide to bring a large measure of expectation to you. And we pray that you'd fill us up. Be our portion, we pray. Psalm 19. For the director of music, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. And yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to another. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. It's a favourite psalm uh, for many, Psalm 19, and for good reason. It divides up into these two main stanzas. The first 
looking at God's declaration to a hungry listening world of his glories in creation. And it pictures the sky proclaiming the work of his hands, every day containing his speech. Um, The sun being like a bridegroom, a picture of joy and confidence and strength. And all of creation, though it uses no words, speaks of God's glory, his majesty, his power, his creative power. I don't know what your favourite season is. I love the summer. And for me, this current season, these sunny days, speak so clearly of God's glory. I wonder whether you will allow creation today to speak to you, to declare to you the glory of God. Our discipleship cannot just be nurtured with an open Bible and a closed curtain room. But wherever we go in God's world, there is a reinforcing of our faith. For he is the creator and we live as creatures in his creation. And the second stanza reminds us that actually creation alone is not enough to reveal to us the specifics of God's glory. Rather, we need a book. We need the law of the Lord. We need the scriptures, which are perfect, trustworthy, right, radiant, pure. And it's one thing saying those things of the Bible. It's another to experience them as refreshment, as being made wise, as experiencing joy, as receiving light in our eyes. I wonder whether that's you. I wonder whether this is a moment for you to enjoy those things. Now, what a wonderful prayer at the end there. You may want to echo that now, and I'll just pray it now. May these words of our mouths and this meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I'm going to pray a prayer now, a bit of liturgy, which is called um, a prayer for those who haven't laughed recently. Don't you like that? Let's pray on the edge of half time. O Christ, you have called us not servants but friends. And is there any true friendship in which laughter is not the glue that binds? Much has been made of your reputation as a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, but perhaps you are a God who rises from the grave and eats breakfast on the shore with friends, your love scarred side splitting with divine laughter, sharing your joy. We confess that we've not obeyed the command to be joyful always. We've forgotten that you exhort us to become like little children, careless in the care of you. But like Sarah, we only laugh in our barrenness and the cavern of disbelief. We acknowledge now the ever-widening gulf inside us, the stew of sin and sorrow and loneliness, the pulse of Eden growing faint in our veins. In the face of all that threatens, we ask for the impossible, the loudest, fullest, belly-deep laugh, a gift from our scandalously playful Father. O Lord, we ask that you help us to, as that poet suggests, be joyful, though we have considered all the facts. Envelop us in divine hilarity, take our cynicism and trade it for delight. Teach us the language of levity. Grief is but an interlude, a shadow, and joy is the truest substance for those who know you. 
May we laugh deeply with those we love and alone with you in the secret place. For in this we rejoice with the tongues of the redeemed and practice resurrection. There's no shame in laughing with our sorrow. For to laugh is to trust in you, to believe that the rug we roll open will not be pulled out, to understand that the author has given us a peak of eternity and we know how the story ends. Amen. Well, wasn't that wonderful? May you have a laughing, joyful half-term love and prayers to you all from Bailey House, as always. Bye now.